Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thanks, honey. I um, just realized before we were about to sit down that I was absolutely parched. And there's nothing worse than having a 30-minute long conversation in a podcast when you're really thirsty. And do you know why? Because you can tell that the person's thirsty by the way that their like lips stick to their teeth and it really bothers me. You've got issues with that, don't you? I have got issues. When many, many issues. <laughs> um, I'm just making sure it's all okay. And all Ooh, I think it's all going. A little bit out of breath now. <laughs> make sure everyone can hear us. Yes, everyone can hear us. I think we're good. We're good. We're good to go. It's um, snowing outside. I just had to let the dogs out. And of course, they didn't want to come back in. Of course they didn't. Yes. It's working. We're live. We're good. We're live. We're live. Okay. It's all okay. Is everyone anyone watching? <laughs> Nothing's collapsing. No one's watching. Uh, right, that's it. Fine, good. Oh, it's weird doing it with no headphones on. Let me make sure it's all okay. There we go. We've got a wide of Hannah, a tight of Hannah, and then a tight of Steph. Are you still drinking that coffee that I yeah, made I you about I like, I two like, hours um, ago? I've got to try and, I've got to try and <laughs> not only converse, but be a video be a video switcher. So I've ah. got my fingers rested on the... Uh, Oh my god! Switcher while we chat. <laughs> Such a geek. Mm. This is what it's like to be married to a geek, yeah. although very handy sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you're technically challenged, like I am. I don't think I am actually technically challenged. I think I'm just lazy because I know that you'll do all the technical stuff in our house. So let's talk about why we were scared about doing a live. Um, I'm always worried that I'm going to just say something that's going to offend people. <laughs> I feel like I've got quite a dark sense of humour and sometimes that can come across the wrong way or just I'll say something without thinking. I do it all the time. You'd think as an adult I would learn to, uh, you know. I find that is the same reason why I'm scared because all it takes for everything to come crashing down, for this whole house of cards to come crashing down, is one bad joke <laughs> that just doesn't land. You've got plenty of those, my friend, haven't Man, you? I've plenty of bad I've got jokes. Abundant of, uh, abundance of bad Saves jokes. them all for me, mostly. <laughs> yeah. How's your week been, Hannah Mags? It? What day are we? <laughs> I feel like that sums up my week so far. I'm like, what day is it? Um, it's been all right, actually. Do you know what? I've been doing a lot of yoga in the last like two weeks, I'd say. Yeah. I was doing it before that, but I've kind of upped it to like twice a day or two back-to-back sessions a day and it's making me feel really fucking lovely is it yeah like so Steph and I basically for anyone that's watching we tend to like tag team homeschool in the mornings and because our youngest son uh, Rufus was at nursery this morning I kind of had a little bit of space to myself which doesn't happen very often in lockdown does it let's face it Um, so I thought I'd be a little bit indulgent and do 50 minutes of yoga and it has put me in the nicest place mentally than I've been in probably for the whole of lockdown. I'm just in a really good mood. You put that down to yoga? Yeah. 
And also probably the fact that I've just finished my uh, time of the month, friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, woohoo! Yeah. I um, I have been mostly spending my week tinkling around on my little uh, Ableton push, my uh, my little keyboard thing. I'm trying to woo Hannah with it. I'm trying to make Hannah be like really impressed. I hate when you do that. What, impress you? <laughs> no, that. Like, I can't look at you when um, you do what, that. When I move my fingers? Well, why are you doing it like that? You, you just look it. weird. You, you play, you, you, that's how you play it. You do your chords with Can your you fingers. not? <laughs> All right, God. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm slowly getting better at it. I'm slowly improving. Yeah, you it, are. Sometimes I come up and he'll like try and play like a little piece of piano. Oh my God, I'm doing it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll play like a little piano piece. And in my head, I'm like, how many hours has that taken you? Hours. And then I have to pretend to like be really impressed by this little tinkle that you've done i find for me it's the best therapy for the whole dad situation it's it's uh yeah it, it, i always think i like i'm getting better and i'm fine now and I've, I've dealt with the death and i've I've come to terms with it but then all of a sudden it i'll just it'll just be like knocked over by the grief again and it will just be a, like this overwhelming um sense of of grief will just hit me out of nowhere um, and then it just knocks me for six. So the only thing I can do is run upstairs, put some headphones on and just play music. And it seems to be the only escape. I keep trying to explain to you, although it's hard to explain to somebody, I guess, that it's not really something you get over or deal with or like finish processing. It's more something that you learn to like comfortably sit alongside. Mm. But I think you kind of have to come to that realisation by yourself. I am finding it very difficult at the moment. Like just in terms of... The longer he's been dead for, the more I miss him. So right now, like I'm really aching to call him. And and there's all these situations in my life where I would normally call him, where I normally get in the car and drive Rufus to nursery. Mm. And that's when I put his, like have a conversation with him in the car. And I find myself like going to call him all the time and going to speak to him. And then it just hits me. And then that wave hits me again. And then it's just, yeah, it's... It's, it's like I, a shock all over again. I had no idea how much it would rock my world losing dad i honestly didn't mm. i thought it would be something that i would uh you know i'd be out of handle i thought i'd be all stoic about it and be like yeah well you know it's life but no god it's, it's rocked me to the core that's but anyway how emotions I, work <laughs> yeah um and i think being inside this like gilded cage hasn't really helped at all either like inside trapped in our house with everything magnified so mm. no escape, no like normal. The only days that we seem to like these days are Sundays because Sundays are the most normal feeling days, aren't they? Yeah, I love Sunday. And part of the reason I think is because it involves a lot of good food and a lot of carbs, but <laughs> mostly because it's our normal Sunday routine, isn't it? Like yeah. make a roast. You do your cold water swim. I make a roast. We go for a walk. We hang around in our like comfy clothes yeah. and read and like do things that are a little bit more indulgent than we would do in the week i guess sunday i guess sundays just feel like that's how it would normally be yeah sunday feels like sunday all the other days feel like hell yeah <laughs> we um we are having i suppose issues would, would you call them issues with rufus like i don't know they're issues no but- i don't want to jinx us but i feel like I may have cracked it the last two nights at least the bedtime thing so basically for anyone watching who may not know us um from instagram or youtube we have a three-year-old son who over the five weeks that we've had in lockdown so far has refused to go to sleep in the evening by himself so one of us has to sit in his room otherwise he screams so we end up tag teaming it and then by the end of the evening you just i mean by the time you get downstairs you don't really have an evening and we really need like time and space right now 
in lockdown with two young children um and so I started doing this chair method thing which someone very kindly recommended to me I think it was on my YouTube channel where you basically take a chair and you sit further and further and further away from them until you're out of their room in the hallway and until you're in the hallway so they can call you and they know that you're there but you're not in the room with them so mm. gradually they're kind of learning that you'll still always respond to them and you'll come but you don't have to be like in their immediate like vision mm. um and last night it worked no he woke me up last night at yeah he woke you up but he went to sleep nicely he by himself up, he woke me up last night at <laughs> half past one in the morning so i could put a sock on him <laughs> and then i just couldn't get back to sleep so i had to go downstairs and eat some cereal because so i just can't sleep now it's parenthood um, for you it's uh yeah i know ne- we never had this with gray it's, it's a new thing and it's um so what normally would happen i think i suppose within within these within within the day with all the intensity of lockdown and the magnification of all of everything and you need an escape from it and but you there is there isn't really that not much you can do so you kind of could go for a run i suppose or whatever but you need like i don't know you just need just, just need a break you need a break and then when your kids steal slumber from you. They're like, you're not even allowed to sleep. You're not even allowed to be, to be unconscious. I'll rip you out of that state and I'll make you put a sock on me. <laughs> I think the worst bit though was like at the beginning of lockdown when not only would he not go to sleep by himself, but he would then come into our bed at like one o'clock every morning and lie in the middle of us and need to sleep with us as well. That killed me. And I know I'm supposed to be all like motherly and be like, oh, come here, I'll look after you. Sleep with us, it's fine. You're only little once, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I was just like, I just want to sleep by myself. I just want to sleep. Leave and, me. And he'll just poke you, only. He'll just poke yeah. you and, and kick you and like, yeah. Anyway, let's not make this a podcast about kids. Have you got any good recommendations this week, my friend? God, no. I, 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 what? Hang on, no, no. The Dig. Oh, the yeah. Dig. The dig good on, one. The Dig on Netflix, Netflix was a great film. And I liked it because of the alfresco element to it. it like it, Right now, when we feel very... Um, confined. Yeah, confined and a bit claustrophobic with all the restrictions mm-hmm. and all these rules, I think what was good about the dig is it really kind of had this bit nicely shot with very like wide angle lenses it made you feel kind of very i don't know you could breathe into it Mm. in a way it just it it was put you into a place where i think a lot of us need to be right now and weirdly like when you read about you like i i can't imagine ever being entertained about a film about an archaeological dig like that to me just does not sound fun but my god it, it was it was great i had to yeah yeah so that was good I think one of my favourite things about The Dig was Carrie Mulligan. I think that's her name, isn't it? Mm. Um, I have loved every film that she's done. I think the first film I saw her in was Drive. And yeah, ever since then, I've pretty much watched every film that she's done. And I just love her. I think she's so talented and she really brought a lot to that film. I feel like she pulled a lot of it together. Her acting was so strong. Um, But there's a scene, I won't spoil it in case any of you want to go and watch it um but there's a very heartfelt scene where there i feel like i'm tearing up even talking about it what's wrong with me lockdown's getting to me um but there's a really lovely scene between her and her son who i think he must be about supposed to be about eight or nine or something and they're kind of lying outside together and talking about the universe and like that bit god that bit really got me i think because i've been reading a little bit about um that type of thing at the moment so I'm interested in it anyway but but that scene was just so touching and beautiful and I feel like that's what my soul kind of needed at that time on that Sunday when we were watching it do you know what I mean I was just like 
Ah, oh, felt like I could breathe again after I watched that. Who who is the woman that married Tom Tom Cruise? Katie Holmes. No, no, the other woman with it. Oh God, uh, God knows the, how many wives has he had? <laughs> God, the, the one oh God, I've completely mind blank for her now. We've watched her in loads of stuff recently. The one with uh, Hugh Grant. She was in that recent thing with Hugh. Nicole Grant. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. She was. Oh yeah, I forgot play, that they got she married. She was due to play that her part. Was the, she? Um, what's her name's part? Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan's part. She was supposed to play Carrie <gasps> Mulligan's part, but she pulled out last minute. Really? Here's Why? An interesting fact for you. Why? I don't know. Probably. Um, Probably global pandemic issues. Yeah, I love Nicole Kidman. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, I'm obsessed fan, with you? her. Yeah, obsessed. Her yeah. and Reese Witherspoon, my faves. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I I put out a um, an Instagram the other day of an old video. I was just going through some of like our old Instagrams of um, from years ago, uh, and I, I I occasionally put out like little Instagram videos, and I found this little one with Tom Tom Rosenthal. He wrote a song for us many years ago. Um, and I put it out there and I put like hands up how many viewers out there remember some of these shots and it, I, I, oh man it was so nice to read some of the comments because you have all these old school I don't know, viewers sort of writing about like how the old videos would they really kind of represented or really gave them a kind of a, a nostalgic feeling for that period of their life. Mm. Which which was probably so different from the, where they are now. Like I think a lot of our viewers have like you know have grown up quite a lot over the years, um, and luckily a lot of them have stuck with us. Uh, but it was really great to read all those uh, comments um, from all those uh, viewers over the years. And uh, yeah, even some people sent me like letters that they wrote to us. Uh, I've still got. They haven't sent them. I've still got all the letters sent. that yeah. um, we used to get back yeah. in the day when like people who watched would write letters to our P.O. box, do you yeah, remember? And that was always the best thing about going to the P.O. box mm. was getting letters and like, we'd sit down in the evening and like read them together. Yeah. I've still got them all. Did you know that? Well, you still got all the letters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we do actually in the file down there. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. No, that was, um, yeah, that was one of our favourite bits, wasn't it? Yeah. Just Can I do a recommendation? Um, yeah, I'm just going to go on my phone for a second because the book that I'm reading is actually downstairs, but... I took a picture of a paragraph from this book that I'm reading. It's about yoga, weirdly. I'm so into my yoga right now. <laughs> like so into the whole like spirituality of it and not the physical side of it, but more like the mental side of it I'm reading about and I'm really interested in, but it's quite a deep delve and there's a lot of it that kind of scares me, but then also that I feel like I align with. But anyway, this extract from this book... Um, I thought really applied quite well to the lockdown that we're finding ourselves in in England and many other countries. Mm. Um, They say, uh, the writer says, imagine you were locked up in a cubicle of five feet by five feet. However comfortable it is, you would long to be free of it. The next day, if you were released into a larger cubicle of 10 feet by 10 feet, you would feel great for a while. But soon the same longing to break that boundary would return. It doesn't matter how large a boundary we set, the moment you become conscious of it, the longing to break it is is instinctive. In the East, this longing has been culturally recognised as the highest goal of all human activity and endeavour. Freedom, or moksha, is seen as a natural longing in every human and our ultimate destination. It is just because we are unconscious of it that we seek to fulfil it in instalments, whether through acquisition of power, money, love or knowledge, or through the other great pastime of today, shopping. And that paragraph just really resonated with me at the moment. Mm. I just thought it's so true. Like once you've kind of got all of the things that we're kind of told in our culture that you're supposed to get or achieve, not that I ha- I think that I have, but 
once you kind of get to a point where you've ticked a few boxes you're then like well what's next yeah what do I do now and that's kind of when you tend to turn more inward and I don't know kind of start delving into the whole conscious and the self more I think and that's why I'm so interested about reading about it because nobody ever really teaches you about that Mm. at school you get taught about like buddhism and religion and all of this kind of stuff but you don't get taught about yourself Mm. not your body your actual self when you take away all the physical side of it and it's just really interesting i think you've you've had a kind of semi-awakening yeah few weeks haven't you yeah you've really you've I think were were you triggered makes me really emotional though when I talk about it I'm like why is that do you think I don't know I think I think I almost feel frustrated that I didn't come to this point sooner in my life Mm. because I now sort of feel like not that I've wasted 32 years but just that I'd kind of wish I'd had this more awareness and consciousness of the self yeah Mm. Yeah. Do you think that was triggered by that uh, film that we saw? Yes, 100%. What was it called? Chasing the Now? Chasing the Present. Chasing the Present, that mm. was it. It yeah. was that bit where he was... Um, basic- that was the Apple TV, wasn't it? In case so, yeah, anyone yeah. wants to go watch it, it's very good. But it's a little bit of a mind fuck, and you might also find yourself on a uh, spiritual journey like I am right now. Grayson keeps saying that I'm... Uh, Mummy's going a bit... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but, yeah. By the way, anyone listening, Hannah just did like, I don't even know if, like, what am I allowed to say. Um, you know when kids like make fun of each you other and say that they're crazy and they kind of circle their fingers by their head. Can you even say crazy these days? I don't think I don't, you can, but... I don't even know if you can. <laughs> I'll just do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a bit in that documentary where they basically talk about if you separate yourself from your thoughts and your body mm. and your name and everything you've kind of been taught to think is you what are you then yeah and that's the bit that blew my mind and i was like oh fuck what am i (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's like an identity crisis yeah and then i was like i need to learn about this yeah um i I, I was i was you know what i was doing that recently in bed where i was like i'm gonna dig into the self and all of this chatter and all of the kind of the, the, the 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 narrations going on in my brain i was trying to like just push them aside and get down to where the self was. I was like, okay, just ignore all of that, ignore all of that, just get down, dig down. And I felt like I kind of hit like, I was digging down and I hit, hit like some cement and I was like, I can't get past this. I can't work out anymore mm. what the self is. And I feel like that's what I need to work on. Is I need to, mm. there's something hard there that I need to crack and figure out what's inside You need to that. read this book that I'm reading. Yeah. It's so interesting, but it's so heavy going. Um, let me talk about a book that I'm re- um, listening to on, on Audible. It's uh, it's called The Fourth Turning. It's uh, It was written quite a long time ago, actually now. I think in the... Uh, maybe in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it it predicted COVID. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Amazingly. That's mad, I'm going to read it? out like what, what it is because I'm going to bastardize it if I don't. So I've got <laughs> I always feel like that. Whenever I try and explain a book or a TV show, I'm like, God, you're such a basic bitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, here we are. The author looked back at 500 years and undercover a distinct pattern. Modern history moves in cycles, each lasting about the length of a long human life, each composed of four eras or turnings that last about 20 years that always arrive in the same order. In the fourth turning, the author illustrate these cycles using brilliant analysis of post, uh, post-World post War II period. Um, and it talks about it. Basically, what it does is it breaks things down into, into cycles and it kind of discusses how... And it, it predicted between 2005 and 2025 there will be some huge event that will happen that will affect every everyone in the world. And I was like, it could be a World War III, it could be whatever it is, COVID comes along. But there's this huge... Um, and it's it all happens in cycles and... I started to uh, think about that some time ago in terms of like how human life is a bit like a cycle and, and season, we, we, it seems like we all have these seasons like you know you've mm-hmm. got the, the spring which is the birth and, and the discovery of everything and then you've got the all, um, the summer which is like the abundance and the, the, the finding out but you knowing who you are and enjoying life and really making the most out of it and being content with the person you've become and then you've got the autumn when you're a bit more older you're a bit more wise you're a bit more reflective and then you've got the winter which is the old age and I, I, I and then it's it's funny how this everything seems to work in cycles mm. in life. Everything seems to have this kind of. It's funny that you're reading a book about that because the same yoga book that I was I was reading a bit of it last night when I was in the bath, and the bit that I was reading they were saying how your body every forty minutes goes through a cycle. So mm. every forty minutes you get a chance to basically reset your cycle. So yeah. you can go through however many emotions in that 40 minutes or feelings or whatever but then it resets after 40 minutes which I found really interesting I was like oh that gives you like a clean slate you know yeah 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 I just thought it was quite a nice thing to read during a global pandemic where you're locked inside your house going a little bit stir crazy yeah yeah um so yeah that that book's called the book I was talking about it's called the, the fourth turning um I, I yeah it's it's quite a depressing book to I've I've got quite a few depressing audiobooks at the moment actually I've got the fourth turning I've got um hate incorporated um which is all about how uh I'm going to bastardize this as well uh, but how the media have a lot to do with uh the division in our society for a long time over in the UK we were very very divided over Brexit we were very polarized over it it was either you're either a remainer or a, or 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 a lever and now the the the, the thing thing is what I found difficult about that is that I never like to take a side. I hate taking sides in any situation. I consider myself politically homeless. Like I don't want to subscribe to any kind of ideology. I, w- I would rather re- I would rather zoom out of it and, and be more of an observer and just be completely like, okay, fine, I'm, I'm a fence sitter. So I was always in the middle of everything. I was always like, well, I, you know, I see both arguments and and we I should think be that like der- that when we were arguing. <laughs> I think that derives, you know, from being a kid and having two polar opposite parents who would give conflicting argue, like mm. almost arguments about 
the other person, whatever. And we, my sister and I had to sit in the middle of that conflict and kind of love both parents and understand that, that there's a middle ground between the two. And it's been like that through my whole life. Where I, And I always, I always used to think, oh, that's just me being like, not having enough of a backbone. I need to stand for something. I need to get on one of the sides and be like, this is the side I'm on and this is what I believe in. Uh, but now I've kind of come to the realisation as I've got older that, that that's, it's good to be politically homeless. It's good to not subscribe to any of these ideologies and just to kind of zoom out and look at it all from a, a bigger picture. So th- anyway, everyone was so divided over Brexit. And then I think that all got, well, that's all been over and done with now. And now we have COVID where that's now dividing people between, mm. it's been politicised with, with COVID and that's dividing people. And I noticed that the other day when I put that Instagram out saying like, you know, don't be afraid enjoy your life i meant it in the in the nicest possible way i wasn't trying to like tell everyone to go out and spit on each other i was just saying just enjoy your life and you know it's all finite and don't spend it being scared and i think people it's not finite if you read my uh, yogi book <laughs> well anyway um and then i noticed the backlash that i was getting from that was like wow man and it's like i, I just it saddens me sometimes so i i just i don't know i i, I like dialogue and discourse and and talking and figuring out different thing a bit for different uh, people's different opinions on things and why they think the way they do i think the thing with the internet right now though is that everyone's emotions are heightened everyone is stressed and bored and Hmm. frustrated so everyone is essentially potential keyboard warrior you know yeah yeah Um, and i don't think it's people's fault that they get angry when they see something and they react immediately it's it's kind of that's such a learnt behavior isn't it and you have to really like unteach yourself to kind of i can't do it like to think before you speak or to think before you type something to someone you don't know that's halfway across the uh, halfway across the uh, world is that gonna yeah how's that gonna affect that person Mm. because people read it i think a lot of people who kind of make these comments and say these negative things to people i think they don't think that the person's gonna read it I think, uh, you know what, uh, weirdly, I think most, if not all uh, creators read what, read what, uh, read what's being said. Mm. They'll always read uh, like messages and comments and whatever. Sometimes you can't because there's quite a lot of them, but you always will try to read them if you can. But I feel like that's got the lot, what we're talking about has a lot to do with why, you know, that big viral video that went out the other day. You've got no authority here, Jackie Weaver. (laughs) It was like, I, everyone's probably seen it by now. Oh my, my God, friend, you drove me crazy that night. He kept calling me Jackie Weaver. It was so annoying. <laughs> We're going to bed and I was like, can you just put, pull the blinds down? And he was like, all right, Jackie Weaver. I was you like, no shut authority, up. Jackie Weaver. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, it was a little parish council meeting that went aw- awry. Um, and uh, it was brilliant. It was, the, it was the highlight of my year so far. It was so funny. Um, and I feel Highlight like- of your year so far? <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. I probably should have said that to my wife. <laughs> no, but it was, um, it was, it, I think why it was so good and why it was so funny is because it felt like it's just the internal frustrations of everybody yeah. and, and, and how these small things that happen in life right now just seem so much bigger than they mm. are. They seem so much more grandiose than these tiny little kind of fleeting things. And then, so this, this, this whole Zoom meeting, which should have been like just some chill Zoom meeting, just ended up with these almost you know, huge power grabs and different politics playing out it was just i don't know it just it was funny and and uh, i just needed that to be honest i needed a bit of jackie weaver i sometimes feel like that with the kids uh homeschool teams meeting 
things sometimes when certain people aren't muting and and people have arguments and like yeah. the teacher's like can everyone just make sure they're on mute please or nobody's allowed to unmute themselves unless i call their name and they're like wincing like this yeah. and you're like oh those poor teachers they have so much patience i don't know why some of the parents like if my kid if grayson came off zoom to say something inane i'd be like grayson don't do that because there's 40 kids in this class that have to listen to you know i think i would be a good mediator but i think some parents are just like i let them do it and you're like your kids just chipped in and ruined everything (laughs) no but sometimes it'll be like the parents i've got the mums will be like i don't have that worksheet and in my head i'm like i don't fucking care if you've got the worksheet just deal with it (laughs) (laughs) i am i've got some shots of grayson melting down on his i think these are the sort of things i want to capture for, for for him to watch back when he's older the time that we tried to homeschool in the midst of covid i think it's quite i don't know it'd be quite i feel like to see. i don't want to be that mum that's like i feel so proud of our homeschooling but i do it's so hard and he sometimes is awful at it sometimes we're awful at it and it ends in like crying and screaming and yeah. then other times it's really great but i feel like a real sense of accomplishment when we tick it off and when we've done like half a term's worth of homeschool did you ever think you were going to do that we've anyone gra- that chooses to homeschool out, out of, of choice, choice man like we can't be friends sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um no so um what well, yeah so that's that's been that's been hard hasn't it with with gray and his um with his homeschooling but uh he's getting it man he's getting it yeah you just got to know how to um how to play him yeah. So, what else has been going down in the uh, in, in in around here? Oh, yeah, my my cold water swimming. So it's about minus five now out there. Oh, you're gonna and, do it tomorrow. Uh, I'm planning to go oh. down there tomorrow and get in the river. It's yeah, it's uh, it's getting harder now to do it, and I think that's because when I first did it, and I was jumping in this river, I think I think it was because the grief was almost. I was I wasn't really feeling the cold because I was grieving, and I and any sensation like that was just nothing because I was like, well, no, this isn't touching how I feel inside. This this cold is just. It's like it, it just didn't bother me. And now it's starting to bother me. And I'm thinking, well, that maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it being hard again is, is a good thing. And I'm slowly you getting over. Yeah, yeah, I do use hypnobirth. <laughs> so I'm um, going to get back, back into that, I think. Yeah, back into that tomorrow. Yeah. Rather you than me, my friend. Yeah. So. I'm literally like the opposite of Steph in that he'll be off doing his cold water dip and I will be off running a shower in the morning that is so boiling that my skin comes out red when I get out. <laughs> You're not big into it, are you? No. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not big into it. I, I've done it, how many times have I done it? Three times now. And just the winter puts me off. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get into a lake when it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. So I've got, um, I'm planning to put up a video on Sunday. We haven't, we haven't filmed in a long time or, or made one because I think it's just I've been struggling a lot mm. recently. Um, and I didn't really know how to... There's also this other issue that I've talked to you about a bit where... And I don't know what this is. And I want to speak to somebody about this. I want to find out like from some CBT therapist or psychiatrist or something to figure out why this is happening. And it's been happening for years now where I upload a video... And then I have this huge mental crash. Oh, God, you're going to ruin our Sunday this week, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it normally happens about an hour after the upload. I just notice myself spiraling into this awful headspace. And I can't, I'm I'm always trying to objectively work it out and be like, why am I doing that? 
why does why does it do that to me why does uploading a video make me feel this way and i can't figure it out and i'm not I'm, i just don't know why it is i don't know what's causing is it something it. to do with gratification what, what so like are you seeking gratification from from it like from from the comments or I do, but like, I tried. I've tried not that? to look at the comments. I've tried not. I've tried, I don't look at the views. Don't look at the comments. I put it out there and try to ignore it. But then still, I just feel this. It's like a. It's like an emptiness almost. It's, no, it's really. You bad, need to read my it? yoga book seriously. I, I, I'm really interested to know neurologically what's going on in my brain that's making me feel this late. Why? Why should I not feel great? Like people are enjoying the work that we put out. They say lovely things about it. You know, if we were like super super duper rich. I would want to get a brain scan all the time because uh, I listened to um, who was it? It was on Joe Rogan. Who was it? Who did it? I think it was a Miley Cyrus episode on Joe Rogan, and she was saying that she had her like brain scanned just to mm. find out what was going on. And I was like, I bet that's so interesting. Imagine being rich enough to be able to do that. What, to be able scan to your brain, wouldn't be great? to yeah. be able to be like pay a team of people mm. like super crazy intelligent people to scan your brain and tell you what's going on that'd be so interesting it would be i would love to know that i'd love to go after upload a video quickly go in a brain scanner be like what's happening any uh, brain scanning uh people want to work with us yeah (laughs) but um but that's what i'd love to figure it out man i'd love to figure out what's happened because it's been happening for years and it's doing my head in. and the weird thing is the more proud i am of a video the more happy i am the more like the more the more excited i am to upload it the bigger the crash the bigger the crash and the crash lasts about a day and then I'm okay again. And I, I, I first I thought I, I, well, at first I thought I knew what it was. I thought at first I thought it was like I've, I've made this video and now I've got the expectations of making another one that's better than it coming up for next week. And I thought that was it. But I don't think that's it. I think there's, I think there's another reason for it. And if I'm going to if I'm really going to pick at myself, I'd be like, well, maybe it's the sense of like always feeling like in my life, like I need validation mm. because I just need the validation. And then when I realize that the validation isn't Not what giving I need, you anything. And it's not actually what I need. It's like a, it's like it's like when you're unhappy and you go out and you buy something. And you need to read my book. I'm so frustrated <laughs> with you right now because this is basically essentially the core of the book that I'm reading is teaching you about how to live in a state of well, they call it a state of bliss or a state of like joy. It's called I think it's called the uh, Yogi's Guide to Inner Joy. I think mm. that's what it's called. Um, but it's basically teaching you instead of searching for this feeling in your outside world with your, they call it like your food body, because you're basically like a com- compilation of food over the years. Mm. Um, you look inwards at your conscious instead and explore that when you want to find happiness. So that that's why when you buy something, even if it's something you wanted for ages, you get this instant like happiness and then it just goes because that's not, it's not feeding your like i don't know how Soul, to explain suppose, that yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. it's just a thing yeah it's just an object just yeah. material thing and it doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah and and i think there's um i remember i was talking to you about this the other day i remember the, the first time when i got my little paper round went out there and bought myself some spliff i think back in the day a spliffy stuff was really fashionable so it was like a little guy smoking a spliff i was only 12 <laughs> i never had a spliff in my life but like there was this little like dude with rastafarian hair and he was smoking a spliff and it said spliffy and that's all the cool kids would wear that stuff and uh, we'd wear that to the oh, ice disco. Oh, the cool kids! Yeah, so I saved up on my paper round. I bought myself some kickers with the with the with the red and the green soles on them, and yes. then the spliffy top and the super baggy trousers. Tried to look like some member of E17, basically. And uh, did I you remember- have frosted tips? 
No, I had a grade one undercut though, which Ooh. was that was yeah. I remember the, the, the uh, hey, shall I give you a grade one undercut today? That'll be fun. I need to sort out my hair. I, the, I, oh God, I'm looking rough right now. You're not. I am. Um, anyway, I mean, you've got a really good beanie, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm hiding under that. But anyway, um, so the the rush and the high that I got of buying those things when I was a kid. I will never forget it. I was I just on cloud nine. I was thinking, this feels amazing. This is the key to happiness. Buying myself shit. I feel great. I felt great for like weeks after that. Mm. And then you buy something else, like a computer game. You feel really good. You buy a CD of a favorite band that you've wanted for ages. And you buy these little things. You, you, every time you get it, you're like 5% less reward comes from buying that thing. Until eventually when you're older and you buy yourself a car, you're like, oh, this feels all right. Yeah, good. I've got the new car. And, and then, then emptiness the next day. And then, then you, <laughs> until eventually you're numb to it. Like nothing you can really get anymore gives you, sparks mm. that inner joy, sparks that 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 thing that you had when you first did it. And then you then you come to the real, realisation, okay, so this was a fallacy all along, this, this stuff. Mm. I think the problem is in our like culture, we get taught there's certain boxes that you have to tick in your life. I say have to, but like there's a lot of expectation in our society that you will go to school get a career Mm. um buy a house have children that's the typical pattern that we are supposed to or expected almost to follow Mm. so when you've done that and you've got all the things that you're supposed to accumulate during your life then you're like but how do i sustain happiness or Mm. what is happiness Mm. even and is it something that you can sustain in every moment yeah and how do you get there because but, it's not about it? the outside things, it's about the inside, which is the trickiest part to tune into. But I don't think happiness as such is is a state of mind which is possible to achieve, a constant flow of happiness. I think content, being content mm. and being feeling, that. feeling, feeling um, gratification, but I don't think always being happy is a viable thing to try and... No, it's not. Um, a search for. I think 40 minute cycle, Steph. 40 minute cycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping, like, I just want to keep making our videos and I want to keep producing. But at the same time, I don't, I want to figure out what the fuck is going on with this darkness that comes after the uploads. I want to f- figure that out. I don't get it with the podcasts. I don't get it mm. with the, anything else that I do. But I just get it with the videos. And it's such a bizarre thing. Anyway, thank you for um uploading on your channel and keeping things going uh on your side of things because yeah i've needed that time off i don't really feel like it's um keeping things going in a sense you know i mean it's more it's more actually for me on my channel vlogging um or making making a few little daily videos during lockdown has actually really mentally helped me like it's Mm. kind of given me a little bit of a purpose also I'm the type of person that one day when I'm an old lady, I want to look back on this, like yeah. the real moments, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and although it will probably make me cringe, I will like to see how little the kids were and what struggles we were having that day. And, and I think because it's so real and it's so as honest as I could be in it, mm. I feel like people in the comments, everyone's kind of feeling the same things. And for me, strangely, even though I don't know any of these people personally, it makes me feel less lonely. It makes me feel like, not that I've seen people that day, but it makes me feel like 
we kind of all have a bit of support in mm. that comment section, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Like it feels like there's a bit of community, mm. you know, in a world where we're all told to stay in our houses by ourselves. Which does feel really isolating. Yeah. Doesn't it? It feels, you feel so isolated. Yeah. By it. Even if you make the effort to go for a walk, like a distance walk with a friend, or if you bump into a mm. friend or whatever, it's still not the same as obviously how we would behave as humans normally. So for me, it's like a little outlet and like support system almost yeah and i i could live i could live in a bloody mansion and still feel the same sense of uh imprisonment that i that i feel right now just from having this you know the, the the all your freedoms retracted and i think um yeah it's uh anyway should we round this up why <laughs> because i need to go and edit and um, i do actually need to do a lot of yeah editing. i've got like a few things that i need to do sorry okay fine i'm I've... just aware of the time <laughs> okay yeah you're right we, we have rufus at nursery so every minute is like golden yeah for us, i've right got now. like a few things i need to tick off before yeah. half past three and i need to get my i need to get sunday's video up as well cool um but right. yeah um so uh, i hope uh, you all enjoyed our um little podcast. rambling live podcast yeah um if you're listening to this then uh thanks for listening if you're watching thanks for watching everyone if you liked it we'll do it again maybe we could i mean i i don't think we've said anything to get us cancelled that's the main fear I isn't don't it know. i probably have i don't think so <laughs> i don't think so it's such a shame that you have to tread on all these eggshells the whole time yeah anyway yeah. don't anyway. um don't commit to anything because okay. i hate committing to things apart from marriage <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you wedged, i see anything i can commit to in there, Hannah, <laughs> um but yeah no i think we'll, we'll do these again i think i like how it went and i think it's um i like doing them live i like the 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 vulnerability that comes with the live i like it just i prefer live stuff rather than edited when it comes to this it's a mm. good juxtaposition for highly edited yeah. uh, cinematic videos i i more. always prefer more kind of real content in terms of like even in terms of like i appreciate beautiful photography but then i also really like to see what a person's actual life looks like you know yeah. so um, it's- as i say i just quickly checked the comments on, on our video and some some which somebody, video i wish I, uh, on our live video and, and some dude called um Gab- gabor i think his name is he gave us one pound 99 thanks for i don't know i didn't even know you could do that oh that's so sweet that's very kind thanks for giving us two the the the, uh sponsorships aren't abundant right now so everything that's so nice thanks mate i appreciate it um yeah thank you that's really oh we can buy a tub of ben and jerry's yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway thanks so much everyone for listening and watching and um i've got to work out how to stop this transmission now so also we have to go because i really need to pee okay right keep talking for a second i've got to work out how to stop this I don't know how to do it. Um, oh, hang on. I think I pressed you, you got Thanks, it. Thanks, everyone. Hang on. I don't know if that stopped Goodbye, people. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 